0: Rick Dayton Show, KDKA, rolling on a Friday afternoon and switching gears. A lot of money talk in the first hour. I guess we got to say it is in the second hour, too, as we are joined on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline by Dr. Ron Dick. He is a Duquesne professor in the Plumbo School of Business, and he is joining us to talk about baseball being in day two of a lockout. Dr. Dick, it is good to have you on KDK. How are you, sir? Hey, Rick, happy to
1: be with you here on Friday afternoon.
0: So let's talk, first of all, lockout versus strike. Help people understand the differences between because they're not interchangeable terms.
1: They are not. They are fundamentally different. All we hear sometimes is work stoppage. A strike is when a player says, I'm no longer, we are no longer coming to work. Uh, we will not report to work. This happened before way back in August 12th of 94, and we ended up not having a World Series, uh, no fall classic in 94. This is when the players had 80% of their money in their pocket. They make most of their money during the season, not so much in the playoffs. They make their reputation and name in the playoffs and their championship rings and things, but their, their main source of revenue is during the, the season. So that's why they picked August 12th to strike back in 94. This is a lockout. This, is, this has happened in the NBA before back in 98. This is where the owners lock the doors and say, do not report to work. We are suspending business. We will not use our players' names, their likeness, their image, and we are going to try to uh, keep the schedule in place, but we will not be reporting, uh, having them report to work.
0: Is this a majority vote of the owners to come up with a lockout decision, or how is that arrived at?
1: Yes, it's well more than 75% of the owners agree with this. Okay. So if
0: we're looking at this and we're saying as of right now, a lot of people say, well, wait a second, does that mean no baseball? Does that mean the pitchers and catchers aren't going in February? Does that mean opening day is at risk? Where do you come down on that at this point?
1: Yes, that's exactly what it means. Uh, I've heard this thing is going to continue into March, April, May, even as far as June. There are people that are really dug in on both sides of the issues. And, you know, I have sympathy for both sides. But at the same time, as we said earlier, billionaires versus millionaires, it's hard for the general public to really uh, sympathize with this. It's kind of like figure it out, guys, the sooner the better. And I don't know that this sport, uh, being where it is ranked amongst the four major sports, I don't know if it can survive uh, any sort of long term, uh, especially with the younger fans. So those of us in our demographic, we, uh, we love it no matter what. But, mm-hmm. but the younger demographic, they really like the action and reaction of the NBA and of football.
0: Dr. Ron Dick joining so, us from Duquesne University, where he is a professor. He covers a tremendous amount of things having to do with sports, including looking at the rise in attendance and revenue and ticket sales. He's been in basketball. He's been in baseball. He's been in hockey organizations in the NFL, the NBA, and also doing some other things at the at the collegiate level as an assistant director of athletics, for instance, at the University of Houston. When we look at these things, Max Scherzer Next year, we'll make more money than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates roster. He'll make more money than the entire Baltimore Orioles roster. And he's not the only—I mean, there's going to be others by the time we're all said and done that may be in that same situation. I mean, these economics are broken. I mean, can anybody argue that they're not other than the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cubs?
1: Red Sox, maybe. (laughs) Yes, yes. The the higher-end ones that pay into the luxury tax. Uh, We have no ceiling. There is no cap. We know there's a cap in the NBA and the NFL and the NHL. Should there be a floor? There's no cap in MLB, and that's that's what the players want to continue to have. And you saw the $1.7 billion spent in salary just in the month of November of uh, 2021. So that's what the owners point out and say, hey, look at us. We're spending money, but it's the front end of the deals that the players unions are are very upset about. The average salary, excuse me, the minimum salary is $570,000. Now, to John Q. Public, that is a ton of money to to most of us. But at the same time, that's a forced minimum salary for three years. Then you get to go to arbitration in years uh, four, five, six. Then you're a complete free agent where you just saw the Dodgers shortstop uh, sign with the Rangers for another one of these 300 million uh, plus salaries for 10 years, uh, Seeger. So it's it's something that bothers the players that they manipulate the service years toward arbitration where we have an outside source come in, uh, the owners submit a number, the players submit, a, agents submit a number, and then they agree upon something and getting the free agency. The players want to get the free agency quicker. Mm-hmm. And they don't like the fact that there isn't a floor for exactly what you're talking about with the pirate salary cap, that they want a floor of about 70, 80, 90 million minimum that a team can pay. And right now there are a number of teams uh, The Baltimore Orioles are one, and so are the Diamondbacks where they're not spending at that level. So do
0: students at the Duquesne Palumbo Donahue School of Business, are are they talking about these kinds of issues? Are there some people that are really dialed into the sports that much that they want to learn this sort of stuff? Is that part of the curriculum?
1: Yes, it is. We have a course called Sports Sales and Revenue Production that helps uh, them learn how to sell. Usually the first job is going to be in sales or in sponsorships, and then they move into other areas. So, yeah, we, we hit the sales component very hard here at Duquesne. How
0: do you think this all shakes out? I mean, I know you said it could go into May, June, et cetera, next year. Do you, in, your, in your gut from your following of, of pro sports, do you think at some point somebody wises up and says, hey, this is a bad idea to continue. we got to get this fixed?
1: I think the veteran players, they want things like the designated hitter, and I, I, uh, I think the players want that. I think the owners would give that up, uh, but they want that account as something that they conceded because that would help, obviously, the veteran players the, to extend their careers, the hitters. The, the players that have these big-time salaries uh, want to play, and they're also the leaders and the captains of many of their teams. So, you know, when whoever has the bigger pile of chips usually wins in these type of negotiations. And let's rest assured that is the owners, that is not the players.
0: And it may be a uh, dozen players have a lot, right? But not everybody has a lot.
1: That's right. And and the major problem, the deal that was done in 16, which has now expired five years later, the minimum, excuse me, the mid-range salary person really took a hit. The average guy t- uh, in the league, not the guy making the minimum wage for the first three years at, at five seventy a year, the guy that was making eleven million, that salary's been dropped down to five or six, and that's one of the major bones of contention with the players' union.
0: Yeah, you just wonder whether or not those captains are going to have some empathy or sympathy for their teammates too, or whether that's all about me, 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 and that's that's the million dollar question, Doctor Dick. Thank right. you. I mean, for- if you're- yeah, my pleasure. No, it, it's always great to hear from you. And, again, we could go on forever and ever, and I suspect that we will revisit this a time or two before it's all resolved. So thanks for being here.
1: be my pleasure to do that, Rick, and I hope everybody has a great, safe weekend.
0: We sure appreciate it. Thank you. Dr. Ron Dick joining us again, Duquesne, the Palumbo Donahue School of Business professor, and also, boy, he knows an awful lot about sports and sports marketing and economics of sports, talking about the baseball lockout